Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 86, Episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, June 13th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Adolf Littler, a.k.a. Broseph Ballin, a.k.a. Danklin Rosasvelt, a.k.a. Winston Church Trill. Uh, those are all courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, man, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host, guest co-host, Lazy Mosley. Hey, it's Lazy Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess, a.k.a. I don't have nothing else for y'all today. I'm sorry, I'm tired. Wow. <laughs> she just doesn't bring it when, when it's me. <laughs> all right. Not That's harsh, cool. right off the top. Wow, Jack. Wow, Jack. wow. Uh, Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by Lil Zam herself, Jamie Lofton. A.K.A. Is there any other, like, nerdy shit you guys do that you don't talk about a lot? Is there, like... Playing game, Hmm? Well, I mean, like, generally, but... It's the only time you get to play. Everything else is serious. Life is serious out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. We don't play unless it's true. EA. EA. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Wait, was that us talking over that? That was, yeah, that's a clip <laughs> that from the like... Daily Zeitgeist exactly a year ago because that was when I interviewed uh, Migos. Migos. At E3. Three, talking about EA. Can you tell they were sponsored by EA that year? I could because they kept <laughs> saying not- yeah. 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 I think they just had to say it like 10 times in every interview and I had two minutes with them. Well, I'm thrilled to have both of you here today uh, while Miles is out on a mission at E3. But but that- is he going to meet Migos, you know? Uh, that's the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they seemed like a just a fascinating, lively interview. So... <laughs> Uh, we can only hope that that he gets something like that. Uh, Jamie, we're going to get to know you a little bit a uh, little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. Lacey, it is a sports day. Woo! Yeah, sports ball. Sports ball. We're talking about uh, Big Poppy getting shot uh, and just the Dominican Republic in general. Uh, we are going to talk about the NRA getting caught stealing from itself. Uh, We're going to talk about Trump's big deal uh, with Mexico, uh, what we're calling no deal or no deal. Uh, And Walmart has introduced their new robots. uh, And working with them sounds not great. Uh, Not not according to them. According to them, uh, they they compare their robot workers to R2-D2 and Optimus Prime in... uh, a like company newsletter titled uh, hashtag squad goals, I swear to God. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about uh, Kevin Durant going down with uh, the most predictable catastrophic injury ever and just a very depressing mm-hmm. injury uh, in what has become a really good finals. Uh, so yeah, big sports day uh, for you in particular, Jamie. We mm-hmm. knew you were... You had some hot takes to unload on us, uh, and we're going to close out with the poor man's theory of pop culture success, uh, which is a theory that uh, movies fail because some other movie has already filled the the role. Uh, basically, it's coming off of Dark Phoenix failing because uh, Avengers Endgame had already sort of satisfied that itch. Mm. Uh, so we're going to talk about that, how it explains different Movies that failed and other uh, Hollywood careers that failed to sort of take off. Um, but first, Jamie, we yes. like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, okay, this is a search from this morning. I have been having some wild dreams. And so my oh, search wow. this morning was dream about rabbit with crust on its mouth. Oh, no. From what I can tell, there's there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot. I may be, in fact, an innovator in this field. (laughs) (laughs) Your brain has invented a new dream. I had a dream last night that, like, I had a dream that I woke up and there was a turtle in my bed and it was, like, hugging my leg. And I was like, I'll be this turtle's mom, sure. And then (laughs) I was like, I got to go show my friends, which they were all at a grocery store Uh in the back. 
Yes. Because they worked there. Yeah. So I went to the grocery store, brought my turtle, and I was taking it out of the bag to be like, check out this turtle. But then it was a rabbit with crust on its mouth. Mm. And they were like, where'd you get this crusty rabbit? And I was like, he'll tell you. And then he couldn't talk because of all the crust on his mouth. Horny turtles do turn into crusty rabbits. I believe that is like the caterpillar to butterfly transition. Maybe in it's dream a science logic. dream. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yes. looking for I was Metamorphosis. like, what does it mean? Yeah. But maybe it's just that. that maybe it's a memory that actually happened to you. I think it may have been a repressed memory of the time I brought my turtle to a grocery store. Our neighbor has a white rabbit that is constantly escaping and just hanging out in our front yard, uh, which is cool Whoa. because we get like a is it pet like one rabbit of those big for ones? free. Uh, it's not that big. It's just like a, you know, like a normal sized rabbit. But people, like at least once a day, people stop by our house and are like, your rabbit got out. And it's just very... <laughs> Uh, and then we have to explain, no, it's our neighbors, but they don't care that their rabbit's out. They just let it stay out and it comes home. So very weird. Is there weird. A such That's thing as a weird. wild rabbit like that you keep? It's like not That's like an outside rabbit. What? Right. I thought it was just a you know normal rabbit. What if uh, it meets on any other rabbit and it's like, oh, wait. Let's bounce. Yeah. <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs> I used to have a pet turtle named football team. Oh, like, no, <laughs> really? Yeah, he was really Jesus cute. Christ. I had him in college. You're the best. Thank you. Yeah, I think the way that they know it's not a real rabbit, and this is some information that apparently everybody but me uh, had, is that white rabbits don't exist in the wild. Oh. Uh, they only exist in magicians' hats and my front yard. Oh, wow. <laughs> and in Maybe us, you're having a dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it does, it's like very dream logic-y, though. It's just this, like, every time I come home late at night or, you know, from work, there's just a rabbit that's just, like, staring up at me, like, as I walk if past it, my front lawn. If anyone hmm. in Zyking is a dream analyst, let me know, because it, uh, seeing a rabbit in your dream is supposed to mean, like, a sign of success and luck, but what if it cannot speak because it's too crusty? Right. Seems ominous. Right. Right. What was it? Was the crust a specific color? Like it wasn't like it was also it was a white rabbit. The crust was also white, but like you to the point where you couldn't even see the rabbit's mouth. His mouth was like oh, sealed. It was think pretty it, grotesque. I think it had rabies. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a rabies rabbit. But I think <laughs> rabies rabbit. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy though. Because normally, like the dream websites be having all the tea. Like I go on there yeah. all the time, and I don't know if I make interpretations on dream websites just because it's what I want to happen. Like I remember <laughs> I used to have these vivid dreams in college. Uh, before this is terrible, but. I stole this girl's boyfriend, mm. and uh, but the dreams was like the ultimate scam. girl <laughs> love the ultimate scam. There you go. <laughs> the dreams were like, "Ooh, girl, you supposed to be with this man? He in love with you? Y'all supposed to be together?" That's at least have my interpretation. And oh, I was really? Right? Huh? I wonder if you can like find. That, that's interesting. There's some like reliable dream websites that I go to that just basically confirm my own biases. Wait, <laughs> right. oh, really? Reliable in that respect. <laughs> I need that. I was on dreamingandsleeping.com. It doesn't sound a like to Z dreams, honey. Because then you go A to Z dreams. They got everything. They got kissing your cousin, making out with your auntie. They got, you know. What is all dreams you've I know. The, you know, like, the right greatest the hits of, the, the greatest hits of dreams that we've all had. Kissing your cousin, making out with your aunt. Right? Come oh. on now. I still, my worst dream that I've ever had, or the dream I had that I've never been able to analyze is like when I was 12, I had a dream that I was having a birthday party and there was like one of those inflatable jumpy houses, which we could, like I never had one of those. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. It's my birthday. And there were like actually Bob Saget's in there and he's not going to come out. So it, <laughs> and it, and it ruined the party. Oh, that sounds like it could be a memory also. <laughs> Uh, wait, how old were you when you had that dream? Twelve. I, w I just watched like uh, reruns. A of, Full House. Yeah. And you already got the sense that Bob Saget was a, a just a moody bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he's not coming out. I was Uncooperative like, okay. bitch, Bob Saget. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Underrated. Um, having an ugly dog. <laughs> Oh. I here's the thing. My dog looks like shit right now. Your dog's hot. What my dog is about? okay. Have you seen Your a picture so of him? Re my dog is so cute. 
I love Sonny very. I love I love my son no matter what. However, uh, he got a real bad haircut. Oh right. Uh, where they were basically like, we're shaving him, and now he looks like Lord Farquaad. He looks. <laughs> oh no. He looks. I'll I'll just share a quick visual because this is a visual medium. Um, he looks quite bad when I saw it. My boyfriend was afraid to show me because he was just like, it's oh, not right. good. Oh, right. with your boyfriend. It's not good. It's Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he does look like Lord Farquaad. He looks like Lord Farquaad. He looks like William H. Macy to many. Um, either way. Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's not the still, best haircut. still a good looking dog. He's though. still cute. He's still cocky as hell. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's like, you know, sometimes you look at your your... Your beloved after a haircut, and you're like, yeah, I just don't love you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out looks are truly everything. Yeah. But but it's fun to uh, show people how ugly he is, and I've actually been enjoying it. <laughs> I can't be a mother. Yeah. And it adds character. I mean, like, I feel like all beautiful dogs look alike, but, you I know, see, yeah. a dog with a bad haircut Bad haircuts are unique. He's really going to have to develop a personality. Now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he actually right. has quite the online personality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. He is, uh, you know, just counting down to Brexit. <laughs> uh, what is something that you think is overrated? Overrated is Rebecca who cut Sonny's hair. I'm yeah. still so mad about it. I would also say something that's underrated uh, that also counts would be Phantom of the Opera, the touring production. Uh, that's underrated? That's underrated. I just okay. have two underrated okay. today. That's cool. I was like, just like having an off day. And then mm. I remembered there's a local production of Phantom of the Opera nearby, which always makes me feel better. And so I, you know, put the ticket on a credit card, went, sat in the very last row next to a daddy daughter date that did not seem to be going very well. Oh, no. Which is like a huge Phantom of the Opera mood is there was a dad who was trying to connect and his mm. daughter was like, I think it's sexist. And I'm like, okay. Don't oh, really? That was me. probably his weekend. Yeah. He was like, come on, you know I only get you for the summer. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> for the summer. <laughs> it seemed like a tense relationship to begin with. And then she's just like, I think it's sexist. And he was just like, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he just immediately flips out. He was drinking. Yeah, it was all. He was drinking. <laughs> he was <laughs> drinking. <laughs> okay. Also, the 1 p.m. matinee, which is oh, important. Oh, no. <laughs> he didn't want to beat her. He was like, look, you said you like plays. I brought you to a play. <laughs> the fuck else do you want from me? It. She was literally, I mean, this girl, she was. She seemed pretty cool because she was like 13 or 14. And she's like, actually, I like the messages perpetuated in Spring Awakening much better. Wow. Spring Awakening. Is it showing right now? Yeah, so. <laughs> we're at the Pantages. They only show one show at a time, and they're. But I felt I felt great. I thought it was amazing. I'm trying to just run run into the the Phantom. Now I've crush. I've been to like plays on Broadway, and I've been to high school plays, mm. and I can't as, as somebody who. Uh, is not a huge play person. I think they're both equally of value. Like I think they're I both agree. fine. Um, is is that something you'd say is underrated in general? Is just any play you can get to, like local theater, local productions. I mean, this was a pretty fancy. It's the National Touring Company. But I, as someone who's attended a lot of performances of Shrek Junior, uh huh. Um, <laughs> I when I first moved here, I drove to a middle school production of Shrek Jr. And you really see kids doing the absolute most. Um, and yeah, it's 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 great. That's awesome. Check out local theater. Also, never go to a youth production by yourself. You look like a pervert. <laughs> yeah, right. you look like a creep. And the parents think that you're uh you're like trying to make their kids famous. They think you're like a scout. Oh, and do they? How do they react to that? Are they like yeah. leave my kid alone, I or got, are they maybe like? Maybe that's a good hack. They no at Shrek Junior. I was getting free cookies and lemonade because wow. I was a lone adult, and they're like she's got to be wow. Guys, that is the brokest scam. Plays alone. Free lemonade and yeah. cookies, bitches. All you need to show up with a clipboard and wear a blazer. Because I was, right. I was writing about it, so I was taking notes. Yeah, and I think yeah. This, oh, yeah. the parents were like, uh, they thought you were about huh? to make their kids a star. Wait, why like, were you writing with about UTA? It? I did. I, I used to write about a lot of different productions of Shrek that I would Shrek see Junior, across right. the country. Okay. 
And so this was the first middle school production I had seen. And I just, you know, I didn't think. I'm I not familiar think, with. Ooh, you could have taken this further. They, you, <laughs> let the, you let the parents approach you. You're like, yeah, yeah, manager talk, you know. Right. And, and That's amazing. So you could probably Fiona get some free was... meals meals out of it Hell by just yeah. being like, yeah, I, we're really interested in your kid. Like, should I come over for a meal? You get one sort? friend involved. You got everything going. Mm-hmm. You got, I got a photographer for you guys. They're only $1,000. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would fully oh, go to wow. jail. See, you're, you're, I love the way your mind works. <laughs> You've already got your friend in on it who gets paid a thousand dollars. That's how you get the scam going. Come on, John Robert Powers. Oh, oh yeah. Who's that? Wow. Oh, one of the biggest and best to ever do it. John Robert Powers advertised on the radio that he was gonna make you a star. All you had to do was get your mama to take you to the mall mm-hmm. and then sign some contracts and give John some money. What did he have a store at the mall? No, you just met him in the mall. No. <laughs> I'll be at the mall food court and people were just yes. like, yeah, okay. A <laughs> lot of people would go to the mall. Wow. Because when you're in Crazy. Texas, you don't know how the fuck to get on TV. So you're like, I guess we got to go to the mall. That is incredible. <laughs> I remember being told to stand straight at the mall in case there was at the Brockton like Westgate Mall. My mom's like, you never know. My mom. Not your mom? She was wow. like, you never know. They mm-hmm. could be, you know, casting for Play It Again sports commercials. Well, that's fair. She probably recognized that you were a star at a young age. <laughs> she was just like, don't look like you have scoliosis at the mall. Now, I am actually not <laughs> familiar with uh, the mythos of Shrek Jr. Is this a completely new story that was written for stage that's about a... So there's a Broadway production of Shrek that is like not very funny and and kind of serious. And okay. Shrek is, re- you see new dimensions of him you'd never see otherwise. Right. So I saw that, the touring production in Boston when I lived there. And then Shrek Jr., no, like Shrek Jr., they just, they make it funnier. They add more farts. Okay. Shrek, I mean, the cast of Shrek Jr. can't get enough of the farts. So the junior is for the kids that are in attendance. It's not about a Shrek's child. No. It's not Son of Shrek. Same show, but everyone is, like, yeah, right. the actors it, are kids it. and there's more farting. Got it. Uh, and what's a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? Uh, that you should, like, try to reconnect with, like, people from your past that you only sort of knew in the first place. Okay. The example I will use is I ran into someone I knew in Boston at... Like I was not to brag, but my career was going very well, so I was performing in a wine cellar, <laughs> and I ran into this guy. That very nice guy. We used to do improv together when I did that, and like we were having like a really nice conversation. And my set was coming up, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so good to see you. You should like, you know, if you have a second, my set is in a few minutes, which normally I wouldn't do, but I was like, I know this guy. It's mm-hmm. fine." And then I, you know, turned my back to go into the room. And then I looked back, like, as I was about to enter the room. And he was truly fleeing the bar, oh. <laughs> like, which is exactly what I would have done if someone right. invited me to see their stand-up set at a wine cellar. Yeah. But it did haunt me all weekend. Aww. And, uh, you know, he was right, though. No, he, he wasn't. Was, yes, he, he was. Like in general, okay, taking the odds. If mm-hmm. if somebody that you used to do improv with invites you to their stand up set or stay for their stand up set, yes, maybe like if it's just anybody. But uh, he missed a great stand up set. Jamie, I, tra- I trapped. See, the thing is, I had already trapped him there by acknowledging that we knew each other because it was the sort of thing where we didn't have to say hello. He said hello to me first. I'm like, okay, now oh, well, you have to him. suffer through. You know, and but then I I actually do admire that he did that because that's what I would have wanted to do and I probably wouldn't have gone through with it. Yeah. And yeah, he's canceled in my mind for yeah, life. But I do himself. I do admire it. I was I fully expecting him to be masturbating when you looked back. There. That was <laughs> just where my mind went. I was I, I was like, I don't know how people think this. Maybe that was too sad of a myth. But I do think that in, in general, if you see someone you used to know and you're like, I really have nothing to say to this person. Just see if you can make the mutual agreement to not even say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Just always, always, always. 
eyes straight ahead, pretend to get a phone call. Exactly. Get out of there as fast as <laughs> the you Jack can. Jack O'Brien method. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretend to get a phone call. Uh, Hello? Hello? Phone? <laughs> yes, it's me. Sorry, Jack. Jack. It's my phone. <laughs> it's I like said a different my name. Phone so needs me. <laughs> my phone needs me. Sorry, Sorry phone, uh, a phone call, one of those, you know. My phone's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry for talkie. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Big Poppy real quick. Ooh, uh, he was shot uh, in the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. a couple days ago now. The bullet entered uh, his lower back, exited through his abdomen, took place at what what was at first referred to repeatedly as an entertainment center. Uh, which, which is fascinating. That's I, a piece of furniture. Yeah, right, that's, that's a piece of furniture <laughs> in these United States there. That is what they call a bar and lounge. Uh, but he underwent emergency surgery, uh, was flown to Boston, and is being treated in one of the better towns for medical care. Uh, they had to take a piece of his gallbladder out, some of his mm-hmm. intestine, uh, but he seems Happy. to be making a recovery. Uh, if you're not a sports fan, he is, you know, like he's basically as close as, if you've heard of the Robert Redford movie, The Natural, where this dude just out of nowhere starts like hitting home runs and like they're always clutch and he just hits home runs at will when it's like the most dramatic moment. Like that's kind of what David Ortiz was. He got mm-hmm. traded from the Twins, was not like a heralded player, and then just became like the greatest Red Sox in the history of uh, Red Sox. When I when I heard about this, I could just hear my uncles screaming. Yeah. <laughs> in Boston, like, oh my <laughs> fucking god, what's gonna happen? Yeah. This guy. I can't do a Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> This guy, Boston, Boston. Oof, marron. But it was it. It's also very crazy because they said that he was shot from point blank range in the back. Yeah, and it came out through his stomach. Yeah. So what's crazy is this person was probably like aiming for his heart, but like. (laughs) <laughs> Ortiz is such a big guy. Yeah. Like, how would you know where his heart right. is? No <laughs> clue. It could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. <laughs> so, I mean, I imagine they said that he's like doing very well and that he's predicted to just have a full recovery, yeah. which it's like, imagine being someone like that and getting shot and it's just like, ow. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ow, My what the f- fuck? What was that? Gotta yeah. go back to Boston early. Sucks. Yes. <laughs> he walks out of the park. <laughs> he's like, well, this uh. ruined my night. <laughs> also, one of my favorite Keenan characters on SNL, uh, Weekend Update, when he does his impression of Big Poppy. Yes. And, and just says different foods yes. over and over again. I'm very uh, glad he's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am also, too. He's a sweet guy. I love that. So he's really respected in the Dominican Republic. They love him so much down there. And apparently he like gives back a lot. He's like very philanthropic. Yeah. But he's also like a man of the people. Obviously, he's just kicking it at this entertainment center with no security. Um, but when he got shot, then a crowd commenced to beat the man who shot him. Yes, badly. (laughs) It is brutal. Uh, You have to keep reminding yourself, oh, this guy just shot Big Poppy, to to not feel terrible about it because he got his ass whooped. Okay, well, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can tell also that, like, in the security video when the guy shoots him, that he has a sense that he's going to get his ass kicked because he, like, shoots and runs, like, in one motion. He's like, woo! Like, he's already (laughs) scared before he shoots him. Uh, What a a hit man. I know. I know. You're like, why? (laughs) He's, like, holding the gun with two fingers. Like, ooh. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. Bang. Ah! <laughs> now, non. You know that did not feel good to get to do. <laughs> oh my god, that must hurt. Uh, non-reputable news sources are reporting that this might have been in retaliation for an affair uh, that Big Poppy had with a drug kingpin's wife. Um, is not being reported in mainstream news sources because that's not the sort of thing they would report. But also, it seems like somebody's going around and deading this story because on the New York Post, when you read the regular description of the of what happened there's underneath there's a story that says like poppy allegedly shot in retaliation for an affair with drug kingpin's wife and when you click on that it takes you to a story that doesn't mention that 
So they haven't <laughs> fixed the headline yet. It's like these child stars look right. so different. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Twelve yeah. ways to see if you have neck cancer. Right. It's like nothing to do with what it was before. Right. Like the New York Post is like, look, we're still gonna get the clicks, okay? We're yes. like, we'll take the story down, but we're still gonna get the clicks. No, this one weird secret. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Big Poppy though, because he must have like the Beyonce publicist team. Because I've only mm. seen Beyonce get something from the internet everybody else has to kind of write it out but yeah. this is I don't know an unreputable news source every now and then they get it right yeah I mean know? it's on like nj.com and uh, mostly foreign news sources so it would uh, be in- it would be an interesting aspect of the as long as uh, just because he's fine I'm like I guess that that is an interesting story I don't know yeah the Dominican Republic so Lacey, you were pointing out that there's been a bit of a trend with yeah. Americans having a, a rough go mm-hmm. in the, when visiting the Dominican Republic recently. Yes, uh, which brings me to, is the DR canceled? Yes, Ooh. a recurring segment. <laughs> <laughs> is the Maybe DR canceled? <laughs> so six Americans have died mysteriously there in the past 12 months. Um, the deaths include like a California man um, who apparently drank a scotch at the Hard Rock Hotel in Punta Cana and then immediately fell ill and died. The scotch was from a mini bar. Now, this seems like correlation, not causation. It seems (laughs) like he had that drink and then died of something else. Now, see, that's what I would think. But then at another resort, the Bahia Principe Resort, Mm. there was a woman named Yvette who also had a drink from her mini bar, went to bed, and never woke up. Oh hmm. Yeah, God. so that's like the second person who was drinking something from a mini bar and then died. And then there were three people who were found dead and had fluid in their lungs and respiratory failure, and they like have no Just other. Just covered proof. in mini bar bottles. Yeah, <laughs> um, they have no other proof, like or not, I guess like cause of death for these people. Yeah. yeah, but these six people all died in the past twelve months, and people have already kind of been. This was a actually all sourced from CBS News because they kind of tacked this on with the whole story of Big Poppy getting shot because it's like oh another thing happening in the DR. But but people, there have been whispers of people being like, oh, people were found dead in the DR again. Like, I guess we shouldn't go to the Dominican Republic anymore. Wow. Yeah. And the U.S. State Department rates the Dominican Republic at a level two out of four, urging visitors to exercise increased caution. Which so is hmm. just like, don't drink from your mini bar. Probably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is so that maybe... increased caution? I would I think the know. mini bar would be the safest. Yeah. Because everything is sealed right right like in a mini bar like you crack the seal open and we gotta look into like what brands of stuff were people <laughs> drinking because you would think yeah like sealed drinks are safer i but. think that the dr should be canceled i think we all should stop going um because you're not really decrease the uh ticket sales to go there and then i'll go and then there you <laughs> go <laughs> Oh, so yeah. it's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, do not go to the Dominican Republic. It's not safe. Okay. Right. We're going to take shows a... up with like a case of her own scotch. She's like, we're good. <laughs> we're good. It's fine. Sell it like a lemonade stand. All right. We're going to take a quick break to check kayak for tickets to the Dominican Republic. And we will be right back. And we're back. And the NRA has been caught stealing money from itself. Dun, uh, dun, dun. Uh, shocking. I know that a... Uh, Such an upstanding organization. I know. An organization that's overall stated motive is to profit from the deaths of innocent people uh, would be corrupt. But uh, they have been paying... like So basically, members of their board have been getting paid exorbitant fees for... Things like public outreach and firearms training. A uh, former pro football player uh, who serves on the National Rifle Association board was paid $400,000 in recent years for uh, those tasks, public outreach and firearms training. What is public Uh, outreach? Just like tweeting? Tweeting? Yeah, probably. Give the NRA, or not, get like, yeah, give the NRA a chance. (laughs) Smiley face. Right. (laughs) Posting on Instagram (laughs) with your gun. Hashtag NRA. Um, In our yay. That's right. Uh, and there, this comes after the CEO racked up hundreds of thousands of dollars in charges at a Beverly Hills clothing boutique. Mm. 
because you got to look good as the CEO of the NRA. You got to look cute, mostly. <laughs> what if he went to like Kourtney Kardashian's store? What if he was like, uh, yeah, like it's like egg. a deeper scam. Yeah, it's like he's just shopping too much at Dash. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you're shopping at Dash, it's a scam. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have clothes in there. No, it's an empty room that everyone's <laughs> taking selfies in. But overall spending on campaigns was down for the NRA in 2018, so people were speculating that this might mean that they are uh, headed for trouble, um, and yeah, they're just not an efficient or well-run organization. Don't give your money to them, even if you're a terrible person and want to. Uh, There's also the fact that, uh, so this is kind of a separate story, but somewhat related, out of control like that there was the suicide rate was going up for the past like 15 20 years and particularly among middle-aged white men uh Mm. and so once the economy recovered it just kept going up and so there are like reasons like bad healthcare uh systems like a lot of the people just are uninsured and so like lack of mental health resources right yeah yeah there's like no local <clears throat> mental health resources in uh the states that have some of the highest suicide rates like wyoming and alaska uh but the other thing that they have is some of the highest gun ownership and there it's just it's not even like anybody who's paying attention to statistics of gun ownership and like suicide attempts with guns versus with other methods, like it's gun ownership leads directly to suicides. And like the, there was an article in Rolling Stone about this sort of epidemic of suicides in uh, the American West and people will flip out if you talk about solutions like Gun locks, even, which, which make it like take eight to 10 minutes to unlock the gun. So, giving you, you some time to think. Right. Right. Yeah. It, like any yeah. preventative. Right. And it's directly tied to like like class, like what you were saying too. I worked on a story for uh, Playboy last year where it was all about like a hike in suicide. Uh, mostly by gun in uh, Aspen and then like these ski resort towns of people who were priced out of, you know, they like lived in Aspen when you could afford to and then they were priced out and the weird spin by the NRA to be like, it's the altitude. You're just that your air is bad. And that's, but, but it's, it is like, there's a direct correlation to gun ownership and you know, fatality rates. Yeah. It's truly evil. Like the fact that you can't get, like the even though the statistics like you can just google and find statistics that make it clear that there's a direct correlation between uh gun ownership and death by suicide like they have like the NRA has prevented the CDC from like publishing anything on those statistics because they don't want things like that to be evident now if the campaigning like if their campaign funds or I guess the spending has gone down in 2018 do we think that's because they don't have the resources to do that same kind of campaigning or do we think it's because kind of like mass shootings are campaigning for the NRA every time there's a mass shooting we're basically giving the NRA free press and since we decide to not do anything about it it seems like the NRA has won every single battle yeah right they sort of just continue to get the press and nothing changes yeah I do think that they're hurt they're being hurt so some by uh, like the Parkland shooting and the backlash against the Parkland shooting and the right. NRA. Like so, younger generations, the NRA is extraordinarily unpopular, but it also made a lot of other people donate more money. But um, it's tough. They don't like make their finances super uh, available, or they hide bad news behind a bunch of different things but it it's speculated that it might be because they're actually becoming less popular and so they have less money to donate because otherwise like they would donate as much as they possibly could that's what they're there for i mean that would that would be my hope but then also if there's like siphoning and stealing happening then what's that indicative of either that they're 
profitable and it's like, oh, no one's going to notice a little 400 grand here. No one's going to notice this little shopping space. Or it's like, shit is going under, so let me get mine before. Right. Like, let's (laughs) just all charge it to the company before the company no longer exists. Yeah. Which is also, I've done that. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, who hasn't taken a staple or a five when, <laughs> when things were going like, down? We're out of business. It's fine. Staplers. Oh, um, so many let me know if y'all want hats. staplers after this. I got there, staplers. <laughs> think of all like the super deluxe hats I just have at my house. So it's like taking a box of them. Um, I had uh, something interesting that I mean, this is sort of related, but there I I have a friend who is, and the way I'm going to say it, it sounds like I'm talking about myself. I'm not. Uh, I have a friend who was struggling with OCD and her therapist created this incentive system for like every time that she would repeat a habit that was an OCD habit she's trying to break, she would have to donate a dollar to the NRA. Oh, God. She has broken so many habits. Oh, my God. It is crazy that you can really uh, use your hatred of the NRA to, in fact, improve your life. Oh, no. If you have to give a dollar to the NRA every time you fuck up. Wow. Well, fuck the NRA. Yeah. But yeah. The NRA has also... a Venmo, too. It's um, Diva Lace. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is truly maybe the very first uh positive thing the nra has ever been responsible for yeah the very first positive she's doing great yeah it really does sound like i'm talking about myself um (laughs) she's doing doing amazing amazing. and she looks hot and And just in time for summer you know um there's a rolling stone article that i was talking about before that has a bunch of information on the correlation between gun ownership and suicides and uh you know this is an opportunity for me to bring up the british coal gas study uh because suicide is oftentimes more opportunistic than people think uh and one stat that jumped out at me is that one third of suicides in utah which is a high suicide rate like one of the top six states uh happened during a fight with a loved one so -hmm. somebody's like in a fight and just goes and shoots themselves um, so because you talked about the cold gas study, we all have to take a shot, right? Yes, that's, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's... All right. Let's talk about all of the tremendous progress that Trump has made in Mexico, um, except he hasn't. I mean, I, I think this is be- mostly well known at this point that he threatened all these tariffs. Uh, the Republicans weren't thrilled with the idea of another trade war. Uh, And so he backed down, but he spun it as a huge success and used a bunch of things that Reichstag Barbie had already secured back during December uh, negotiations. And he was like, look at all these things we're getting because of my tariff stuff. Uh, Uh, So that's still happening. Yeah. Yeah. I've Um, just never seen someone so concerned with PR. I know. <laughs> like more than actually doing the job of being the president. Right. Yeah, we were talking about that helicopter crash uh, earlier before we recorded and the fact that he just jumped on it and was like, hey, our condolences. The Trump administration stands ready to help you with this one person helicopter crash. Also, right. the Trump, you mean the government? Right. It was just about the Trump squad. It's all about branding. <laughs> Team Trump. <laughs> In Trump we trust. Like oh God, I'm, I'm giving them stuff now. There. <laughs> um, so we talked before about how Walmart was planning to automate a whole bunch of their jobs in their stores, and uh, they were selling it as giving their human employees fun robot uh, counterparts to work with. No. Uh, what? Yeah. Squad goals, guys. Hashtag squad goals. Oh, my God. Um, but so, I don't know. Are you guys RoboCop fans? There, I can't say I am. I've never seen it. You never seen RoboCop. So no. uh, a big part of it is that does uh, he shoot someone's dick off? Oh yeah. Okay, tight. I knew that. <laughs> Super sick. And that is a huge problem. These robots that Walmart is using are shooting people's dicks off. Wow. Uh, no, but a big part of RoboCop is like the human cops are like. RoboCop isn't a real cop. He's a robot. Fuck that guy. He shouldn't be on our police force. Uh, that sort of thing. Nobody likes RoboCop. It's very uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Does that, but at the end, they're like, oh, he is a nice cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, everybody loves RoboCop by the end. Okay. And they let him play in all their reindeer games. I was just thinking about, I was like, man, they're gonna be, there's going to be a fucking like version of her 
for the Walmart robot. They're like, I think I'm falling in love with the Walmart <laughs> robot. And the Walmart robot's like, actually, I have thoughts too. And you're right. just like, no, you're stealing people's jobs. Yes. As, are the Walmart robots the Wobots? Uh, the, the Wobots? The <laughs> there Walmart. Is, there's an app called I, Wobot that's supposed to be an AI therapy, and oh, I've wow. tried it. How does oh, it work? It's horrible. It's just Woba. a robot being like, how do you feel? And oh, I'm really? like, I'm like how do not you so feel? good. And it's like, choose an option. And it's oh, like, gosh. call the National Suicide Hotline, close app. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, These are your options? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Damn. It's bad. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm okay, are they going to be the greeters? Are they going to be? Oh, yeah. yeah. What is their role? So, uh, janitors. Uh, janitors? Oh, yeah. Hell they yeah. scan items on the shelves. So, people are not thrilled with the fact that Walmart lied to them, essentially. And instead of <laughs> like hiring uh, uh. robot helpers to help their human counterparts, Ugh. they fired people. Uh, there's one Georgia Walmart that named their new robo floor scrubber Freddy, uh, which sounds cute, but they actually named him after the janitor who was fired and replaced with him. No! Uh, that now bears his name. Uh, oh. <laughs> Freddie. God. Yeah. <laughs> when Walmart said that the robots were going to help their other right. <laughs> employees, they were meant... going to help him find a new thing to do <laughs> yeah. with his life. Like, look, gonna... Freddie, you're immortal now. Gonna help yes. him find the unemployment line. Ah, poor Freddie. Um, and this article says that uh, the robots have a couple kinks. Like, Freddie has been known to take, quote, weird detours and is prone to, quote, nervous breakdowns. You know, just normal like, robot stuff. Like people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they they said that the robots would free people's time up to do more satisfying jobs, but now a lot of workers are forced to basically babysit the robotic counterparts. So they're basically training and maintaining machines that are being groomed to replace them, uh, which is probably super depressing that's so I'm, just, I'm looking at pictures of them now i'm like please say they don't have heads uh <laughs> they don't have heads they look like large vacuum cleaners yes just yeah sort it's of just very the store Roomba. if you're at walmart and you're training up one of these glorified Roombas, just start programming some wild shit in there Teach okay them wrong have yeah. freddie you know drinking uh cervezas <laughs> <laughs> Get them drunk, be like, babies aren't your friends, and then see how quickly they get out of the store. Right. Program Freddy to... God, that is that is so dystopian and upsetting. Because it's, I mean, Walmart employees are already so, like, historically underpaid and abused by... Yeah. Their, and now, ugh. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, it's why they're uh, so extraordinarily profitable. Yep. The way it's being messaged to the employees from uh, corporate headquarters... Uh, so they, they issued an announcement last month, uh, as I mentioned up top, titled Hashtag Squaggles. Oh, uh, no. And the company said yeah. it would be expanding its robot program and compared the machines to the Star Wars droid R2-D2 and Transformer Optimus Prime. Quote, every hero needs a sidekick and some of the best have been automated. Um, no! So, yeah. Just when you think Michael Bay couldn't hurt the world more. <laughs> more. Right. <laughs> um shit. And in terms of how they're being received by customers, uh, customers have reported being spooked by them. Uh, and <laughs> because we are garbage people, uh, people have been kicking, shoving, and slapping the robots for no reason. Honestly, <laughs> if that gets the robots out and gets people jobs back, slap the shit out of the robot. Like, I don't know. Now, I, listen, if I get in a fight with a robot, I can sue Walmart, right? I can let the robot hit me first. <laughs> yeah, where's Freddy, the proof? Freddie pulled up on me. Right. <laughs> um, in aisle three. One customer... Oh, uh, probably in an opioid-related incident, uh, quote, fell asleep on top of Freddy the floor scrubber, uh, who just continued traveling throughout the store <laughs> with an unconscious man sprawled no. on top of him. Um, so. Oh, I, this is so dystopia. I like... Uh, my I have, like my aunt works at uh Walmart and like she's been <laughs> I've I haven't spoken to her since this like started but like there it's like there, she was worried about robots taking her job and when, back when I was like you're relax you're fine right and now it's like no it they're out here they're, they're coming it's oh god so many people are gonna lose their jobs to these sh shitty scary things mm -hmm. I just can't wait for the robots to unionize yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, this is the plot of, you know, movies like uh, iRobot, also the name of the company that makes Roombas. Uh, for some reason, uh, named it after an Isaac Asimov story about robots who uh, revolt. But yeah, like, but I mean, you know, this robots. Is... But also buy a Roomba. Right. <laughs> and have it drive around your house all day. I honestly do want a Roomba. The big issue that they're having is how to allow robots to communicate with people because you can't have them talk because people will then uh, think that they can talk back and robots don't speak English good. And so they're using Roadrunner style beep beeps and the sound no. of reversing forklifts, which no. I'm sure is very pleasant. What a pleasant, and easy I mean, on the like nerves. Making yeah, like just making the shopping experience at Walmart somehow even worse. Right, exactly. <laughs> As if like the blinding like fluorescent and guilt is not right. enough. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. So Kevin Durant, uh, it's Ooh. it's sports moment again. Jesus. It's sports beat. Uh, and Kevin Durant came back two nights ago in the NBA Finals after people were speculating, why didn't KD play game four? Like he could have, I'm sure. Uh, so he came back for game five and uh, people were saying, you know, one of the top concerns when you have a calf injury, which is what he was out with for the past handful of games is that you have a weakened calf so you're putting added strain uh on your achilles tendon and so he started the game out five of five from three point range i think or he started the game off just like playing incredibly and looked like he hadn't missed a beat uh and then he crossed somebody up pushed off of his right foot which is the one that the hurt calf was on and you could literally see the achilles like snap in a close-up video um because it's like they say it's like just a band that snaps and like the tension like goes up the leg and it feels like you've been like shot or like kicked in the back of the foot uh and like that's he just like immediately went down uh but it was just i don't know it was really upsetting uh made me i don't know it, it made me hate the sports media complex even more than i already do because of all the takes of people being like why isn't kd coming back he should just like play hurt and uh all the bill simmonses and the ringers of the world talking shit about so Kawhi leonard who is the best player on the other team uh sat out last season because he didn't feel 100 percent about his health and like he had like a muscle strain and everybody was like why isn't he playing and people like assumed that he was just being lazy and it turns out no when these guys are hurt they should be free to just heal heal (laughs) yeah and you know he sat out the most of the season uh came back and is now like playing better than basically anybody in the league uh but people i don't know i mean i'm sure who's to say if kevin durant would have just come back anyways even if there wasn't speculation that the warriors are like better without him or whatever but i just i hate i hate sports journalists career ending injury yeah which is terrifying. Also, it's crazy that, like you're saying, like all these sports journalists were accusing him of being lazy, and now that is completely flipped. And now people are like, "Who the f cleared Kevin Durant yeah. to play? Doctor Pepper? Who did this? Sports, right? Y'all did this. Sports journalists and journalists who speculate on the stock market are both like comically just like they change their take from right. one day to the next, and we'll be like, "What idiot said that?" And you can like show them video you. of them saying it. Like ten hours beforehand, <laughs> like that Spider-Man meme. Yeah. Like it's you. Yeah. Yes. you, you did are this. the one. Um, you know, as he was sitting there, just you know, just in shock on the court, uh, there were uh, a couple of Raptors fans who were waving goodbye to him and like clapping that Ugh. he was injured, uh, which was disgusting. Uh, but it should be noted that, like, you know, as he was leaving the court, uh, you could. At, there was actually like overall the uh, stadium was chanting KD and you know were were basically being classy and it was just a couple people like I I was rooting against them just nevertheless because of 
that one person who was an asshole. And I was also rooting against the Warriors before because of that one person who was in the front row seats who Kyle Lowry, like, fell next to and he, like, pushed Kyle Lowry. Did you see that? No. Like, it, and it's just this, like, 50-year-old, like, white guy just, like, reaches over and, like, pushes him and, like, just looks. And he literally looks like he's going, yeah. Like, that's, (laughs) it's just the wackest thing ever. And it turned out he was a minority owner of the Warriors. You're kidding. No. That's so petty and awful. Isn't that pathetic? So anyways, I've now realized that it's, the only people I hate are the people who can afford courtside seats. So it's just rich dicks. Uh, Right. It seems like they're getting more ostentatious too about it. Because like, it used to be like, I remember the biggest thing you would see was like Spike Lee at the Knicks games and he'd have his hands on his hips and we'd be like, oh, Mama Spike's out here mad. And now I feel (laughs) like every, including Drake, I love you, Drake, but also you've been doing a lot too. Like, they're all on the court. They're like talking shit. Like, what do you you think you had? A high school basketball? (laughs) Sit your ass down. Right. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm okay with Drake because he has a relationship with the players. He's like their friend. He like but shows still, up at, at like work. practice facility. They're at work, right. okay? Yeah, I did. Jack, your friends don't come in here and try to get on the mic. Like, excuse me, Jack. Hello, what's hello, Daily Side yeah. like, Have you ever done a show where like your friends come and they're mm-hmm. like scream? They're like scream. They're basically heckling you at your own show. You're like, I think you 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 think actually, you're doing something yeah. nice, but you're yeah. not. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, don't, don't, don't. That's do my that. friend. Yeah. Like, stop it. I yes. don't know you. Now, <laughs> on the other hand, if my friend was Drake. I that's, would be totally cool with him coming in here and being I, my. I that's man. true. I mean, President I Obama saying. saw Drake at a game and was like, "Yo, Drake." <laughs> <laughs> like, dab to Drake up. That's so, fucking awesome. That's very true. I would be like, Drake, get in here and get on this microphone. Right. Like, <laughs> they want to be cool, but but then perfect. <laughs> that was like really. <laughs> Um, but yeah, then these dudes who are like owners and, uh, or just like rich enough to afford a courtside seat at a NBA game, like feel entitled to like Mm -hmm. make themselves a part of the thing. And it's just like, that's gotta be infuriating for the players. Like, whose kid was it that grabbed a a player? God, what was the player's name? What was the player's name? Um, he's very popular and he gets in trouble a lot because he's like always doing crazy stuff. Crap. I can't think of his name. Draymond Green? Maybe. Oh. No, 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 not Draymond. Oh my God, it's gonna fucking kill me. There was a little kid who like grabbed his jersey. And he turned around and told the kid not to touch. Oh, him. Russell Westbrook. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, Russell shouldn't have done that. But it was like that kid. Yeah. Shouldn't have, why does that kid Shut think he should grab this man? Him. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. I feel bad for NBA players. Like I, I know that's not like everybody's like. Yeah, they're like very. Rich. They're so rich, but I, I also think that they're very misunderstood and highly criticized by people who really do not deserve to be criticizing them. So, yeah, anyways, uh, it's cool because prayers for KD and I get to cheer for the Warriors for the first time in my life as an NBA fan. What we really need to remember is that usually when you're at a basketball game, there's actually a Zamboni nearby because (laughs) a lot of basketball stadiums double as hockey stadiums. And that is... Worth keeping in mind. So at the end of the day, there's always that. Yes. All right, guys. I want to talk about a what we're calling the poor man's theory of pop culture success. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Mendelson, who writes about uh, box office for, I think, Forbes and a couple other websites, has published an article where he kind of proposed this theory that uh, Dark Phoenix, the X-Men movie that just... Uh, Super tanked. Yeah. yeah, super tanked. It got it weekend. got beat by Secret Life of Pets too. I know. And I heard that was bad. Uh, yeah. Um, not even the good Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> <laughs> not even the one that we consider <laughs> canon. Right. His theory is that it failed probably because it wasn't that good, but also uh, because uh, Avengers Endgame had already sort of satisfied that itch, which that wasn't the most convincing one, but he also pointed out uh, a couple other examples I think the most convincing example is that Star Trek movies were really successful uh, the first couple of times when they came back and J.J. Abrams was basically stealing the plot from the first Star Wars and just like making them about Captain Kirk. Like those were really successful. But then mm-hmm. when uh, the Star Wars movies actually came back, like basically he's saying the Star Trek movies 
were the closest we could get to new Star Wars movies back then. But the second The Force Awakens came out, the second The Force Awakened, uh, Star Trek movies just died. There was a third one that came out that was like even more critically acclaimed than the first two, and nobody went and saw it because... You know, it's just like genre burnout, basically. Yeah, and it's almost like more specific than genre, and it's like they're too similar. Like uh, the other example he's talking about is that Godzilla movies uh, haven't done very well, and they've probably been greenlit because the Jurassic Park franchise came back and is doing so well. But because Jurassic Park movies are kind of more interesting than Godzilla movies, or like more built for the modern modern culture. Uh, Godzilla movies don't do as well as they would uh, if there was no Jurassic Park movies. So it's it's almost like the movie studios greenlight these movies because they're like, well, look, it's a it's another comic book movie with an ensemble cast, and we know those do well because of Avengers, uh, but then they don't do well because of Avengers because you know they can't both. Exist because Avengers just came out, right? You know, you know, a crazy thing that happened though in 2006, and I'll never forget this uh, The Illusionist and The Prestige, right? Yes. Yeah, and what was crazy about this was is that The Illusionist came out first in August 18, 2006, and it didn't do as well as The Prestige that came out October 20th, 2006. So right. the same movie came back out again, yeah, but so this time it had Hugh Jackman in it, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It had Hugh Jackman, it was by Chris. For Nolan, and it was yeah. a much better movie. It was movie. around Halloween. Yeah, People it was were like, fucking dope. This is magic time. Um, so, I mean, that happens a lot. It's call it like, I think in business, they call it the second mover advantage, where like Google perfected what I think Netscape or like some other company that nobody remembers was doing. It like made the better version of the thing. Uh, Oreos was actually a ripoff of Hydrox, not the other way around. Oh. Oreos came second and just did it better and okay. were owned by a bigger company. And I think this is also an interesting way to think about like movie stars' careers, or at least actors. I don't know if these people qualify as movie stars. I think we talked about the fact that Mila Kunis basically had the career that Rachel Bilson was going to have. Like After oh. the OC, everybody was like, oh, Rachel Bilson's about to blow up. And then... Mila Kunis came and just filled, took all those roles. Filled that void, yeah. Yeah. We were trying to think of other examples, like Carrie Russell had the career that Rebecca Gayhart was supposed to have. And um, Isla Fisher, is that her name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's, <laughs> yeah Jenna Fisher, Isla Fisher, and uh, Amy Adams. Yeah, Isla Amy Fisher. Adams like, took all their work. Yeah, she took all their jobs. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, she is better than the other two. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think no, that's I fair. Funny. I look funny. She's, she's good. I I always confuse. I'm, now maybe it's just actors I confuse for each other, but I truly, Naomi Watts and Sienna Miller, I yeah, wouldn't tell you. They're right. 15 years yeah. apart in age. I have no idea. Oh, are they really? Yeah. But oh, who's, wow. Which one is older? You don't know. But Naomi <laughs> is getting the jobs, right? I think Naomi's getting the jobs, Because I think yeah. the only thing I know about Sienna Miller is that she used to be with... Um, Jude Law. Jude Law. Oh, see, that, I thought that was Naomi Watts. Never yeah, mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's interesting. Uh, Ana Hosnia was pointing out that m- there's a guy named Matt Baumer uh, whose name you probably haven't heard because uh, <laughs> Henry Cavill has been getting all the work and looks Ugh. exactly like looks him. Looks exactly like him. Yeah. Henry Cavill sucks, too. I'm if I were him, I would just start saying I was the other guy. Right. I would yeah. start showing up at auditions like, hey, it's me, Henry. Who gonna know? Right. He can't book everything. He could just, or he could just be like, you know how you like looking at Henry Cavill, but you don't like watching him perform? Here's where I come in. Right. <laughs> you know how you like Henry Cavill, but you can't afford him? <laughs> Me, cheaper Henry Cavill. I will change my name to Henry Cavill with an I at the end of Henry. Uh, uh, Henry. Yes. Henri Cavill. Henri Cavill. I'm just the, you know, the rich man's Henry Cavill. Right. Something I always, uh, a video essay I've, I've seen a couple times that I, I like about, it's a little more about genre burnout and is a little bit less specific. But um, was sort of drawing the same comparison to what she predicted was going to be su- eventual superhero burnout. Because I feel like people have been like predicting superhero burnout is going to happen for years. Right. Yeah. And uh, Lindsay Ellis made a really good video essay about how people got burned out on like the big budget Hollywood movie musical in like the same way. 
uh, when Hello Dolly came out in like I think it was like the late sixties, and then oh, there okay. were no like there were just too many. It was a really expensive one with big stars that was supposed to do really well. It tanked, and then basically no musicals came out for like twenty years. Right. And you know I wouldn't I wouldn't hate if that happened. I don't I don't know I don't to feel superhero any... movies. It makes sense. Like I don't really right. care either way, but it makes sense that people are getting. Yeah, especially yeah. when it was such a specific like, and this ends this thing, <laughs> right. end game. But that yeah. that is a inefficiency. That is the something that Hollywood sucks at is they just pay attention to whatever the most recent one is, rather than right. being yeah. like, okay, that tanked because we had too many of them too close, and this was derivative of the other ones. But if we did another big uh, movie musical. Uh, and like made it different in some way and I, made it grease, then it'll it'll be good. <laughs> right. Grease in space. I think that also <laughs> happens because these movies are being produced so many years ahead of time. So it's like yeah. you don't realize that something's going to tank until it tanks and you have already had something in production for four years. Mm-hmm. So it's got to come out and you've spent all this money on it, but it just isn't right. going to do as well. I don't right. think Hollywood's ever been very good at forecasting. Right. And right. when you're you know shooting a movie that's so complex and has so much CGI and stuff that it takes like three, four years to make, then you kind of need a little yeah. foresight. And sometimes there is enough of an appetite for both of the things. Like Armageddon and Deep Impact came out the same year and they were both pretty Super. successful movies. I mean, Armageddon was incredibly successful, but too, Deep Impact too did well. successful? I like Armageddon. <laughs> I like that that's the only movie, unless Nancy Sinatra's ever done this, where like the girl, like a daughter is fucking to her dad's song. Uh, Will Tyler fucks to don't want to miss a thing and you're just like this feels wrong Uh, she's like yeah dad I don't want to miss a thing (laughs) and then in the video your father's voice being like this is so cool (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if like I think about this all the time yeah I wonder if like Gross. Genuine's daughter or something like you know somebody whose parent God. made like oh, a really like, like classic fuck song yeah. like, and then you're just like Barry White's you daughter. Yeah. yeah. What does Barry White's daughter do? What does Barry White's daughter fuck to? Please turn this off. I mean, yes. anyone's kids. You're just like this. You've really killed. I'd be like, you have to go home. <laughs> um, yeah, Bill Pullman and Bill Paxson, uh, both. Both there, great. There too. was enough for both that. of them uh, for two white, vaguely handsome bills in the middle of. I the, do. Uh, I do like them both. 90s. You see Bill oh, Pullman yeah. in the center. Uh, yeah, I've heard great things. So like a weirdly sexy performance is weird. Really? Yeah. There's mm. also the argument for Dark Phoenix that I feel like, um, like all the any potential burnout aside, like it was just a movie that had a lot of reshoots. And it sounds right. like it just, like, if it was great, maybe people would be seeing it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, Jamie, mm. uh, it's been a pleasure having you, as always. Thanks for having me, Jack. <laughs> Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter.com at Jamie Loftus Help, uh, Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. Listen to the Bechtel cast. I'll be in London and Scotland all summer doing my show, Boss Whom is Girl. And to everyone who's been asking where the ticket links are for the London show, I don't know. They'll, they'll, they'll be there soon, and I'll, I'll let you know when I have them. Keep Googling. Yes, thank you for uh, wanting to go, though. Is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Yes, there is what I find to be a really sprawling epic tweet from my friend George Severus, um, who is a queer New York comic who posted something so funny uh on for for pride weekend about um brands and it's a notes app tweet so the first picture is um him wearing a shirt that says gay and stupid the next is the notes app (laughs) saying the first time i had a stupid thought i didn't have a word for it i grew up in a family that had been rooted in toxic intelligence for generations my parents could never see past the vicious cycle of reading learning and then seeking out more knowledge from a young age i knew i was different My sisters dreamed of being doctors and lawyers. I dreamed of partnering with brands to raise awareness. When I told my parents I was gay, they said, does this mean you will finally start having complicated thoughts and or interrogating the world around you? I was crushed. I felt like I had stepped out of one closet and into another. It wasn't until college that I found a community of like-minded gay men who taught me that I don't have to be a writer, artist, or employed just because I'm gay. Today I can finally say it. 
I am stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So much queer representation in media centers around people who are witty and can form a sentence. (laughs) Pride can be especially difficult. Everywhere I turn, someone is interpreting something or putting things into historical context. For years, I nodded along, afraid to speak up. But I am tired of hiding. Stupid is beautiful. Words don't mean anything. Ads are bay. Katy Perry is good. <laughs> I, am here. I am here. I am queer. I am a fucking idiot. And I am never hiding again. Rainbow emoji. Wow. <laughs> at George Severas. Please follow him. C-I-V-E-R-I-S. Ads are bay. Ads are bay. Katy Perry's good. Uh, Lacey. Where can people find you? Okay. Um, before I tell you where you can find me, Jack shamed me at the beginning I'm of so the show sorry. for not I having feel an AKA. Bad and I'm going to do an AKA Yay. now. Yay. Just because it worked. I was a <laughs> okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Near, far, whoever you are, I'll receive all your wallets with kind. <laughs> Once more. Scam artist, my con will go on forever. Oh. There you go. Little there pitchy. You go. Little pitchy. It was a little pitchy. <laughs> it was. It that was. Randy Jackson after beautiful. all this. <laughs> that was It was pitchy, okay? No, that, I wasn't ready to sing Lacey, Celine Dion. I'm just joking. That um, was beautiful. It was pitchy. Thank it's you. fine. Randy um, Jack O'Brien. You guys okay. know I can sing. Um, Randy that Jack was O'Brien. from Trite Gang <laughs> from Just TDC, aka. So thank you, Trite Gang. I love you guys. Um, where can you find me? You can find me on all platforms at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey. That's on Instagram. That's mm. on the Twitters and, you know, all the other places and alike. Guys, July 10th. I'll be here probably more to promote this. But July 10th on Pop TV, if you love Shit's Creek, you yeah. should start watching Florida Girls. I am a lead on that yeah, show. Yeah. And it's very fun and very crazy. You can always see me at UCB if you live in L.A. on the Herald Team Leroy and the Mod Team Donatella. Oh, wait, if you're in New York on Sunday, you should come to Ask Cat 3000 at 730 because I'll be doing the model. Yes, you better go, girl. Also, (laughs) um, Scam Goddess is coming out, guys. I swear to God, (laughs) please stop getting mad at me on the Scam Goddess Instagram. I will have updates for you, I think, at the end of this week. All right. Uh, And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Yes, tweets that I have been enjoying. Okay, here's one. You can't call me daddy and expect me to disappear after you block me. I'm no deadbeat. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And then this one was kind of mean, but it was also still kind of funny. Forrest Whitaker files for divorce from his wife, Keisha Nash, after 22 years. And then someone tweeted, you know, he's always had a wondering eye. That's horrible. But that was in Block You, um, Rodimus Plime on Twitter. And then the first tweet was from Regal Cordier 7. Wow. Uh, Teresa Lee tweeted, Teenagers, a group of them are caught on camera, but what do they want? A real newscaster <laughs> on local news just now. And Super Producer Anna Hosnier tweeted, One time I was on the toilet for so long that my foot fell asleep and I had to crawl out of the bathroom. And that has happened to me too. What? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack <laughs> underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, Daily Zeitgeist. Dot com where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Wow. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Anna Hosnier, what song are we going to ride out on today? Hey, ladies. It's Anna. <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend a song by my favorite uh, artist of all time. Her name is Senti Gold, and this song is off her new album, um, the Gold Fire series. It's I Don't Want. It's a very interesting title. Uh, it's called Valley of the Dolls, and it is so fun. It's like a little pop kind of reggae drum and beat. There's so much going on, and it's so fun. And, um, you know, later you can check me out on Lacey's Instagram story. <laughs> so, yeah, check it out. Santa Gold, Valley of the Dolls. Cool Keanu crop top. It's so good. Yes, her producer Anna has, has a young Keanu crop top. <laughs> Why are you trying to wow. shade? <laughs>
<laughs> wow, no, that no, no. So hey, you're so shady I know. No, it's... the claws are out. Why is that shady? Like, because you're saying he don't look like that no more. You're like, oh, a young Keanu Reeves. <laughs> well, he certainly doesn't look, look like, like that, that now. <laughs> and then he stomped out of the room. <laughs> so weird. That's just such a Keanu bitch. Uh, the okay. Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. Everybody's quiet. <laughs> For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. We don't care. That's going to do it for today. We're going to ride out on that song by Santa Gold. Uh, We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast. And we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.